Hello, I'm Pat Roberts, Managing Director of LNG Worldwide Consulting, and I'm producing this podcast in collaboration with World LNG and Gas Series. And the theme this week is don't get complacent. At the macro level, news this week paints a picture of falling European spot gas prices due to warmer weather than expected and about 20% lower gas demand. And European storage capacity is filled higher than expected at about 95%. There are several LNG vessels waiting to discharge all around Europe. And the view is that with a mild winter, no enforced rationing is going to be needed. The headlines have been saying that a gas glut is looming in Europe and it brings a welcome respite from the gas crisis. Anyone who's lived through an energy supply demand crisis will say, don't get complacent. Stay alert, stay adaptive and use the breathing time to build more resilience to deal with the next round of issues. And there are various issues that could certainly change things quickly. What happens if there's a cold snap? What happens if Russia cuts off all oil and gas over the winter period? Or what happens if there's a sudden force majeure event on gas supply? There are several risks out there to the upside and we shouldn't be complacent. Now, I'm recording this podcast on Thursday, 27th of October, and it's a few hours before the IEA broadcast a summary of their latest World Energy Outlook for 2022. It's a comprehensive document of more than 500 pages, which sets out the world as currently facing a truly global energy crisis. And this document has just been released. Now, I haven't read it yet, but from the headlines that I read, I believe that what they see coming out of this crisis will be an opportunity to embrace a faster energy transition to cleaner fuels, where clean energy technologies will accelerate faster than ever. Natural gas is not set to disappear, is rather seen as an integral part of the transition. It's available to download for free from the IEA website, so I suggest you do. Now, the current energy crisis in Europe is forcing some very big initiatives with respect to gas procurement. And a year ago, some of these would have seemed fanciful. But talks are ongoing with respect to setting a price cap for gas. And it seems that the EU bloc members are really divided on its effectiveness. It seems that about 12 of the countries are in favour, whereas 10 are wholly more cautious, particularly with respect to the level at which the price cap would be set and whether a price cap would simply damage security of supply. The next meeting on this is scheduled for November the 24th, and it seems it will also address joint buying initiatives, whereby the storage filling requirements um, of the EU bloc members would need to be pulled for at least 15%. That seems to be gaining a lot more of uncontentious support across the block. So another one to watch out for. Now on to big company news. An Ocean LNG, a joint venture between ExxonMobil and Qatar Energy, will cease operations of marketing LNG together from Golden Pass. This is a terminal in the US expected to be on stream in 2024. Each company is now going to market their LNG independently in relationship to their shares from the project, which are Gatar Energy 70% and ExxonMobil 30%. Let's move on now to some LNG stats and trends. And I present you with an unusual fraction, 51 divided by 268. 
It grabbed my attention in the news this week because according to Woodmac, there are 268 laden LNG vessels on the water right now globally, and 51 of those were counted as standing off around the European region, waiting for a discharge slot or other orders. As a statistic, I think this is a record. Now, there is some contango in the market, which might make sense of having vessels standing off and waiting to appreciate higher prices. But there's also some very physical bottlenecks in trying to get discharge slots in the region. LNG has been made available to Europe throughout this year by Europe consistently outbidding Asia. But also we have to remember that China is pursuing its zero COVID policies, which have dampened its demand and by having high prices, it's also reduced demand not only in China, but in several other Asian countries too. So in a sense, we would expect that when demand picks up again in Asia, there will be a lot more competition for buying the marginal tonne of LNG. On now to another um, piece of news this week, which may set a new trend, is the CME, who've launched this week a European LNG derivatives contract. This is settling against the Platts Northwest European marker, and the contract traded flat to JKM for January 2023, just five lots, which is 50,000 MMBTUs. The number of LNG carriers also caught my eye this week in a report that said, as at early September, there are more than 280 new LNG carriers on order with deliveries stretched out between 2023 and 2028. Now, there are four big shipbuilding companies which dominate the space. Three are in South Korea, Hyundai, Samsung and Daewoo Shipping and Marine Engineering. And the fourth company is China's Hudong Zhuangha. There are other Chinese companies, though, that are emerging and There's a couple of examples here. Jiangyang Shipyard landed a contract for four new LNG carriers from Abu Dhabi National Oil Company in May. That was the yard's first LNG orders. And the Dalian shipping industry also reached an agreement in April to construct two new carriers for China's merchant group subsidiary CMES. But the three South Korean shipbuilders said that they had lost a combined $3.3 billion last year primarily due to the rising cost of steel plate. And with the surge in LNG orders this year, it now looks as though that's driving up the price of new builds. And the latest figure for a new build value, I think, is set around 240 million. The order books themselves look quite full for the next two or three years, and yard capacity has principally been eaten up by the options secured by Gatar Energy for their Northfield expansion. This is the largest LNG shipbuilding program in history of up to 100 new LNG carriers. On now to prospective LNG projects, and it's still Gata Energy which is dominating the news. This time its chief executive officer named Shell as a partner on the Northfield expansion project. And Shell will have a 9.3% share of the project and Gata Energy will retain 75% overall. So there is space still for some more partners to be announced. And I think that will be drawn from the partners which had been announced for the Northfield East um, expansion. But the other thing that caught my eye was that the development contract for the Northfield South looks like it's now going to be awarded in the first quarter of 2023 rather than this year. In other news on prospective projects, 
both Sempra and Next Decade in the United States edged forward with early stages of construction by giving limited notices to proceed at the Sempra's Port Arthur site and also Next Decade at Rio Grande. Both of these are with Bechtel and both are likely to be about four years away from a startup. On now to our last section and that's short-term dynamics. And Roundup as at today is the market is still fairly quiet in Asia. There's some demand from Japan and China, but they're not being particularly active. And I think that cargo's trading spots into Europe are being sold, delivered ex-ship at around TTF minus $10 per MMBTU. But as I alluded to earlier on in the podcast, this is all sort of principally driven by availability of uh, regas slots. If we look at some December spot prices uh, from the forward curves, these are the forward curves presented on Wednesday evening in London. All are down on last week. TTF December $38.85, JKM $30.45 per MMBTU. Henry Hub on the close Wednesday in the US $5.68 for December. And Brent up on the week at $95.50 per barrel. Spot LNG vessels for 174,000 cube ship are around $425 to $475,000. So that's it for this episode. Um, And wanted to remind you that we will be taking a break from the LNG wrap next week. And that's principally due to me attending and chairing DMG's LNG Americas event in Lake Charles in the US. This is going to be a very dynamic opportunity to discuss global and regional LND developments, and it's a must attend if you possibly can. So we'd love to see you there. Otherwise, we'll be back for another edition of the LNG Wrap in two weeks time. So thank you very much for listening and goodbye.